frame control. How to overcome the power frame in business situations. Hey, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And in this uh, video slash podcast, I'm going to uh, revisit a topic that I've always kind of had a, a sweet spot for topic that I always found uh, quite interesting, which was frame control. And this has got me thinking of this giant picture frame that I saw one time inside of a, a hacker space. And uh, a hacker space is kind of like a co-working space, but it's a little bit more underground, if you will. And I thought that when I saw this giant picture frame, and by the way, there was no picture in it. It was just leaning up against a wall. You know how sometimes people do this, this artsy thing where they have an empty picture frame just leaning up against a wall. I was thinking I should go there with my wife. Uh, actually, she might have been my girlfriend at the time. And then we would get a, a picture taken of ourselves and we would both be holding the picture frame inside of it and then we would be kind of like pretending to wrestle with the wrestle for control of the of the picture frame and this would be like the the ideal representation of a frame control right maybe i'll do that maybe i'll do that maybe i'll go back to that that hacker space and see if they've still got that that picture frame leaning up against the wall anyways so this article, do go and check it out on LimitlessMindset.com, linked below wherever you are watching or listening to this as I'm going to have links in there to all the good stuff that you may want to check out. So let's dive into the topic at hand. The definition of a frame, maybe you've heard of this, frame control, what does this mean? Okay, so we're going to apply some definitions to things. The definition of a frame is a set of emotions and desires that you bring to the table anytime you are communicating with another person. Let's repeat that because I think it's a really good definition. A set of emotions and desires that you bring to the table anytime you are communicating with another person. Now, the interesting thing about frame control is that whenever two or more people are interacting, one person's frame will overcome the other person's frame, and this person will usually get their way. So, yes, uh, life is not fair. Um, typically, we, we uh, still exist largely in an evolutionarily evolutionary paradigm where we have uh, winners and losers. So these frames, two or more people, they come together and their frames are typically uh, going to be competing and one is going to lose and one is going to win. So you can see why it might behoove you to understand these dynamics a little bit more so that you can be on the winning side a little bit more. For example, think about a courtroom. You have a judge, two attorneys, and a group of jurors. The two attorneys both have their own 
desires and emotions. And they both have probably um, contradictory, uh, conflicting aims, right? And the attorney whose frame is adopted by the jurors, he will win the case. You can think about in the famous O.J. Simpson trial when the uh, the attorney said, if the glove fits, you must acquit, right? He came up with a good little rhyme, and then he went over there and he... Um, and he had O.J. Simpson try to pull the glove on his hand, and it, the glove didn't fit on his hand. And uh, the jurors found themselves in the, uh, in the uh, frame of the defense attorney. And uh, then uh, O.J. Simpson got off scot-free for uh, what many people thought was murder. I don't really know personally. I haven't watched a few documentaries, but I haven't evaluated that, that case enough to make any judgments personally. So let's get back to the technique, which is going to be indispensable, which is overcoming the power frame. This is a technique that you could probably use in a variety of situations, but the best examples for it are ones relevant to a business setting. If you're in the business world, you have almost certainly had the experience of dealing with someone who had the power frame because of their massive ego. We've uh, all met a couple of these, haven't we? So this is a person who is used to getting their way. They are used to people acquiescing to their desires. This is a person who usually does whatever the hell they want to do, regardless of the information um, that they have on hand or how things affect others, really. So we can call these power frame types, and they tend to be oblivious to what other people think. And their ego, their sense of entitlement, is rooted in their status. These are usually people who have big titles or they, yeah, these are people that are uh, either uh, self-appointed or institutionally appointed big deals. If you are communicating or negotiating with a power frame, a lot of times, they will only listen to the first few seconds of what you have to say and then make a snap judgment about what they will do. Inevitably, in business and in life, we have to deal with these kinds of people coming from this kind of ego-driven power frame. However, the good news is that they are vulnerable to a power-busting frame that they do not expect. They expect uh, deference and obedience, and you will take them by surprise with this technique. And I'll quote from the book, Pitch Anything. 
To bust a power frame, use a mildly shocking but not unfriendly act. Got that? Mildly shocking but not unfriendly. Do or say something that is slightly defiant but at the same time be humorous. When you are defiant and funny at the same time, a power frame personality is going to be pleasantly challenged by you and instinctively knows that they are in the presence of a pro, of someone that kind of knows what they are doing. It's a way of uh, signaling that you've got some gravitas and experience, that you're something, you're someone that's worth listening to and paying a bit more attention to. So let's give an example. Let's say that you are a salesperson and are in the boardroom of a prospect making a pitch. And while you are in the middle of your pitch, you realize that one of the key uh, decision makers of the deal, he gives you an uh, objection to doing the deal. He kind of just throws out an objection. So first of all, since you're a real sales pro, you say, hey, Chris, that's a Good question. I'd really like to finish this presentation because I think when you have the total picture of what I am proposing here, it'll make sense to you. That's what you say. So you say, stick with me, man, stick with me. And then you go on with your presentation. Let's say a few minutes later, you notice that Chris is playing on their Blackberry and not paying attention to your presentation. You've, uh, lost him. And anyone that is in sales or negotiation for a living is uh, familiar with this kind of situation. Actually, I just realized something funny here. In my article, I said Blackberry. He's he's playing on his Blackberry, which is... Uh, this article is, is slightly dated. I wrote it a while back when Blackberries were a thing, but it's it really is a good. This really is a timeless technique. I'm not just got, I'm laughing at myself just a little bit. I may want to update that one. But here's how you would deal with this situation. Uh, you got a power frame kind of person, and you do the first step, which is doing a little bit of a pace lead with their objection, but keeping the presentation on track so that you can present the essential things you have to present and then they end up distracted on their smartphone. So now what you would do in this type of situation is power busting move. So you would say something like this, Chris, I would just hate to have to use my Jedi powers of uh, persuasion or uh, telekinesis to take your smartphone from you while I finish my fascinating presentation here. And while you say this, you make sure that you are smiling at Chris and smiling at everyone else. And then you kind of roll your eyes a bit when you say fascinating presentation. So you're, you're making a joke that everyone's going to laugh at. Everyone is occasionally guilty of doing this thing where you uh, are playing on your phone when you should be focused on what's ahead of you. So it's something that people can 
It's defiant, but not deeply offensive. So you're uh, taking the power back in that situation. And this line, it accomplishes a few things. First of all, it's slightly shocking because you are calling out Chris for not paying attention. Secondly, you're being funny, saying that you have Jedi powers. Thirdly, using positive body language and joking about your presentation being fascinating, you're now kind of building rapport with you and Chris. You want to carefully uh, use positive body language when you're doing this. You don't want to use aggressive body language and tonality because, yeah, otherwise you are going to just piss the person off and probably get thrown out of uh, an office. And, and finally, Chris is now going to be super focused on you for the duration of your, your presentation because you really uh, engaged with him on, a, uh, on an emotional level with this. So when you, in the future, in your business dealings, or I could also imagine if you're dealing with uh, institutions, if you're dealing with authorities, if you're dealing with uh, academia, um, you need some piece of paper signed off by a government bureaucrat, these kind of situations you're going to run into the power frame. And so I'll suggest that when you do run into it, this person that's egotistical, that kind of disregards you, try this out. Uh, try being a little defiant with them or deny them what they want while at the same time, importantly, being funny and friendly. And I think you'll see that you win frame control of the situation. So the concept of frame control, I believe when I first encountered it, was in regards to the world of like pickup artists and doing game, trying to, uh, trying to pick up the chicks, uh, the art slash science of seduction. I think that's kind of the, the genesis of this particular phrase. I, I may be wrong about that. Feel free to correct me if there's some, uh, some uh, psychology psychology tome that first uh, defined it uh, a long time ago. However, this particular technique comes from a book that I really like. It's a book that I do recommend. It was entitled Pitch Anything, An Innovative Method for Presenting, Persuading, and Winning the Deal by Oren Claff. And it is one of the better books on the topic of sales, negotiation, and persuasion. And I highly recommend checking it out. It was a, a shorter book. I think it was under 200 pages. It was one of those books that you could knock out in like an afternoon and a half, but it really did have a lot of quite good techniques in it. I think I've read it twice now and I'm thinking, I'm thinking about even reading it uh, a third time, but maybe there's some other uh, psychology, sales, persuasion type books out there that I should uh, give a chance to as well. I 
am open to book recommendations. So do drop me a comment or an email or a message on social media and let me know if you uh, have read that book. Let me know when you try using this power busting frame control technique. Let me know how that works out for all of those out there. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, looking forward to a continued conversation with you.